Okay, still, yep. All right, yep. Here we go. Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into a different band and we listen to all of their records and we rank them from worst to best and we try to give our biggest banger from each of them. Uh, Before we do that, though, we get into our six degrees of Tom DeLonge. That's where we connect the band of the week to uh, our boy Tom DeLonge. So that's always fun. Uh, While you're listening, though, go to uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, give us five stars and five stars only. All the social media is at Asinine Radio. And if you didn't know already, my name is Tyler and way out there hundreds of miles away is jeff so uh so get into that hope you have fun so let's get into the six degrees of tom DeLong. what do you got go we do uh, how why would you do a six degrees of tom long brooks wackman played fucking drums for tom DeLong. i don't understand like why i know that's all even... I, that that's the only one i had too so i just wanted to throw it out there so then yes let's uh let's then jump right into the album ranking well, so we're guess, gonna we're doing events what i guess if people didn't know brooks played he literally played drums on tom's demos odds and ends ends. record that is correct so he did he also played with blink live several times over the years uh covering for travis he's just been in the scene dude he has been in the scene dude played with the vandals who josh freeze played with as well josh freeze has played with blink you know the list goes on and on on and on on and on on and on reckless abandon something's okay um you ready to get into the album rankings yeah okay so we're doing avenge sevenfold they have uh eight records out so like i said we're doing uh we're gonna rank them from worst to best and then give our biggest banger from each of them so what do you got at number eight jeff go okay here we go number eight avenge sevenfolds avenge sevenfolds their fourth album 2007 this uh, this was stupid. This is a dumb record. Didn't like it. It was hard to even fucking get through. I think this was even a more bland City of Evil, which I don't have high high regard for City of Evil. Um, this was this was this was kind of bad. But I will say the rev on this one was top notch. I think this is his best album. He's absolutely wild, but he's also super creative when it comes to like transitions, beats. He's the only reason why I even finished this turd. But damn, this was <laughs> stupid. <turd>. This was stupid. <laughs> All right, my number eight is uh, "Hail to the King." Um, their sixth album. This is uh, this album sucks, man. This is just this is bad. No banger. Um, it's just it just sounds like they're trying so hard to be Metallica's Black album, and it's like that. That's their only inspiration is Metallica's Black album. Maybe a little bit of Load Reload, but mostly Black. And it's just, it's not good. It's significantly slower from everything that they had done up to this point. Some really bad, shitty ballad songs. Um, this is also the first album with uh, with their drummer, Aaron Elege, Elege, Elege? I don't know how to pronounce his last Close name. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. 
So th- this is the first and only album he did with the band. And man, just forgettable drums, forgettable drum parts. Nothing stands out. I mean, you go from the rev to, I mean, I know Mike Portnoy played on one of the records, but damn dude, the rev to this, there's nothing, there's nothing here. There is literally nothing here. Um, yeah. Hail to the King is just a shit record. No banger at all. Like this one is like hard to get through. Hail to the King is hard to get through. So that's my number eight. What do you got for number seven? Go. Hail to the King. Again, I I, I got to sing it like, like Mr. Shadows does. Or I can say like Duke Nukem does. Hail to the King, baby. <laughs> I, I, would, I, would like Ryan. Like, I would rather say it like Duke Nukem. But Ryan talks like Duke Nukem does. He does. He, he kind of does. Like Duke Nukem. <laughs> he Hail does. the King, baby. <laughs> and he does his shoulder thing too. Yeah. You got, the shimmy you know, in like, of the shoulders. Yeah, he's shaking, his, shaking his knockers, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so so like, like this was just, dude, this was like ballad driven bullshit. This was fucking oh, awful. So it was garbage. There were a couple songs that had like some semblance of a melody that I could follow along to, but really, I don't. This and, and their self-titled, I don't give a fuck. Who cares? They're both trash to me. The song Requiem on this one, I had to like make sure that the record didn't end and then start playing Ghost because, damn, that song sounds exactly <laughs> like the shit Ghost puts out. The bullshit Ghost puts out. Except I was going to say, you love Ghost now. Except yeah. for prequel and Mariana, Mariana, Mariana Cross. Well, also... Um the, the last record they put out too You like that one too No he didn't The EP Yes you did No the not the EP of the, the full, No no the full length I can't even remember The name of it right now Yeah it was trash No you like that album too You did I only I like prequel And Mariana 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 Cross Okay well I will well, always say All three Marianas You gotta say all three Marianas Yeah Hill to the King I don't know Dude bullshit Mid-tier Vent Sevenfold record Hill to the King And Vent Sevenfold Vent Sevenfold Don't care I wouldn't even say it's mid tier. It's not. It's not. You're right. It's not even mid tier. You're right. It's bottom tier. Bad. Yeah, it's bad. It's not good. Like I wouldn't even give it. I wouldn't even give um, "Hail to the King" a one out of three. You know, it's 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 not worth. There's no point. There's no reason for it. It's stupid. And it got fairly. It got fairly high ratings too. I guess I would put "Event Sevenfold," "Event Sevenfold" above "Hail to the King" just because I do think that the Rev slayed on that album. He's so the only one that saves. Well, we'll get. I'll get into that later. I don't know. Both of them are fucking garbage. I don't care. <laughs> so, <laughs> when, when people people who've never listened to this podcast before, we have a world famous three point rating system that we that we rate all of our all albums by. If that wait, does that make sense? <laughs> Whatever. Three is a perfect album. Two is a good album. You're going to continue to listen to. One is a bad album. Give it a shot. And zero is the worst thing you've ever Fuck heard. Fuck, were you even saying? I don't know, dude. I'm <laughs> I'm I'm lost. I'm lost. Okay, so your number seven is Hail to the King, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, my number yep. seven is Nightmare, uh, their fifth album from 2010. This is uh, this is the first one without um, the Rev on drums and the first and only with Mike Portnoy from Dream Theater. And honestly, I don't get it. I don't, I don't know what people like about Mike Portnoy or Dream <laughs> Theater for that matter. I don't well, get it. Yeah, like, one of the things we said two different things there. One of the things you were wrong on, the other thing you were correct on. Like, Mike Portnoy is an amazing drummer. He really, really is an amazing drummer. But all the songs I've heard him play the drums on, I just don't care. I don't care. Like, he doesn't add anything to the song other than some cool grooves, some churching up some stuff. But 
I don't care about Mike Portnoy. I really don't. Okay. Okay. I just, I don't get it. And I really don't get Dream Theater. I just. Well, that's fair. Boring, boring ass prog metal. That's really what it is. Boring prog metal. Uninspired. Yes. There we go. Uninspired prog metal. Um, but uh, I do have a banger on this one because it reminds me of, it's the song God, God Hates Us. Because it reminds me of like the, the 2000s Metallica, like, like um, uh, Death Magnetic kind of Metallica, not St. Anger. Um, with the kind of the riffage and the drumming a little bit, he actually tried to, it seems like he tried to sound like Lars, which is actually impressive. Um, and then there's some screaming on this too, which we haven't really heard much of Mr. Shadows do for a while. Um, some good, you know, early 2000s breakdowns too that we also haven't heard from Avenged in probably 10 years. It's like the metalcore breakdown, which is uh, which is pretty cool. So God Hates Us is actually kind of a banger. And I might playlist that song. Otherwise, this album sucks. I would never go back to it. Sub one. Sub one for me. Damn, okay. All right. So what do you got for number six? City of Evil. Their third. 2005. There okay. are some really cool songs here. And the band sounds totally different than they did in their first two albums already. This is just what I hate about like metal music in general. This one is, is power metal sounding more so than metalcore. It's fun, but Mr. M. Shadows is singing and he's being fucking obnoxious about it already. And the album is so goddamn long. It's really long. Like, what do you fucking do? You could cut like 40 minutes of this album and then it would yeah, be good. You could. I, so, like, yeah. I also noticed too um, that the solo from Backcountry, they used that, like, a lot of bits and pieces from that solo over like six songs on this album. And they're well, fucking, they are yeah. them. They're not like, they don't sound like it. They don't, you know, it's sim- no, it's the fucking same exact riff from the solo. <laughs> exactly the same. And I listened to it three or four times and it was very obnoxious when I realized that. Um, but they, they, you know, back, like Backcountry is still a banger. That's still a fucking fantastic song. I love that song. I think Beast and Harlot is a fantastic song. I will say I was really surprised with the song Strength of the World. That was a fucking killer song too. Kind of up there with like backcountry and how much like I, I thought, damn, that was really catchy. That was really fun. That was the right amount of time and it never got boring. But City of Evil, it's an, dude, it's fucking long. It's a nine minute song though. Yeah, and it goes somewhere and it does something. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't, I don't remember, but it was amazing. Okay, City of Evil, but this, this is still, this is still, uh, this album is just not, eh, eh. Okay, that's okay. I'll I'll get into my my feelings about it. I just don't fucking like his singing. Ever. So so really, backcountry is your is your banger off this one. I think backcountry is their best song. Really? Absolutely. Ah, oh. uh, it is it's close. It is, it is perfect amount of of like good songwriting from everybody. Even like the Rev dude, his drum parts. That's good yeah, songwriting, dude. Good. And he's building everybody else up in the same way that they're like prepping him to do something even cooler on the next riff. Like it, yeah. dude, it's an amazing song. Even like the slow part, like it's uh, goofy. The slow part is too much, though. It's not they as goofy as much. they do it now. But dude, this band's like, this band's goofy. They just never realized it until their recent album, <laughs> or last two albums. I should say. You should say their last album was not 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 full fledged goof. But there was a lot of goof on there. But we'll get into. That but they didn't realize it was goof. Okay, fair. Okay, fair, fair, fair. All right, my uh, my number six is the self-titled Avenged Sevenfolds, Avenged Sevenfold from uh, 2007, fourth record. This is, uh, I don't think it's a terrible record. 
it has questionable parts, much like City of Evil does, especially vocally. Um, the album is a little bit slower and heavier than than City of Evil, but it's still there's still a lot of experimentation too, especially with like um, like the the song "A uh, Little Piece of Heaven" has that kind of like circus kind of feel to it, which they they do a little bit on like the stage and and the newest record as well. Um, I I do like I appreciate the experimentation on this one. Um, I agree with you on with the rev. He fucking rips it up on this record. And really, those two things are the reason why it's as high as it is. I don't think it's a very good record. I would never get it. I have no banger off of this one. Um, it's just, I appreciate what, what they were trying to do, even though they didn't really get to, they didn't really do a very good job of it. Um, there's also a lot of auto-tune, like intentional auto-tune with, uh, with Mr. Shadows and whatever. That, that's I, I don't mind it. If it's like intentional, it's meant it's meant to be kind of over the top. That's fine. Um, but yeah, I, I got nothing else on this. It's a this dumb record. fucking it's, record. It's stupid. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> these are all stupid. So far. I, agreed, agreed, agreed. So what do you got for number five? Uh, nightmare, nightmare, nightmare. I enjoyed a lot because it came right after a lot right. because it came right after Event Sevenfolds, Event Sevenfolds, and okay. I thought it was a good turnaround. It kicked off like fast and hard and aggressive and, and and I will say like come on dude like Mike Portnoy so like what I read about this one is they were writing parts for Mike Portnoy rather than writing parts like with him so like all of their music that they were doing for this album they were writing with Mike Portnoy in mind they're saying how can we make our songs better so that way he can not sound like Travis Barker to our Enema of the State type of thing like how can we be better <laughs> so we don't sound like chumps compared to him and that's why it's mm-hmm. a little bit it's a little bit disconnected that way, but to think Mike Portnoy's not like, I don't know, like one of the one of the greatest. The dude, dude's fucking fantastic. He I is great. Can't stand Dream Theater, but I do think Mike Portnoy, without even like like going super in depth, one of the greatest. One of the greatest. I agree. Like I said, he's a great drummer, but the songs he plays on the bands he plays with, I just I don't care. The, they're not they're not good songs. Not good bands at least i don't know it's just i i I think he's overrated no i really i i think i think he's underrated because people only know him through like dream theater and and that's like dream theater is fucking again uninspired and boring and like this is just this is like somebody i don't know this is like Derek jeter going to like t-ball and and playing with a bunch of little kids that's what this album sounded like (laughs) it was like okay clearly you know, like even even if you took like yeah. all the vocals out, like even like compared to the Rev, you can hear a difference in drumming. Like, damn, this guy's like oh, a yeah, lot it's... fucking better than the Rev. He's a lot better than Brooks. He's a lot better than anybody oh. that has ever played with the Avenged. Brooks is not that <sighs> great. Calm down. Sit okay, down for a well, second. You're Sit wrong. down for a second. Okay, you're wrong, dude. Mike Portnoy is fucking unreal. Like he's not just he's not just like a metal drummer. He's not just like a prog metal drummer. The guy like knows fucking music and he incorporates a lot of like time signature changes and a lot of things that that drummers wish they could possibly do and he does it on a dime and damn he tries to do it here and eventually that's keep fine up. But, but it doesn't make for a good song who cares because he's not writing the song he's you writing can, the you drum go parts he's not writing YouTube the song drummer. what are you fucking talking about you he's can go to any youtube drummer singing. and find somebody amazing that that fucking shreds it but who gives a fuck if they're He's not, a part not of a good writing song, they, the song. It it's doesn't matter. It's the band okay. that sucks, not that's, him. And that's it's fine. the band that sucks. Okay, and that's my whole point. I don't care because 
He so then say, so don't say Mike Portnoy's overrated. Say that Mike Portnoy has not found a band that can keep up with his greatness. Which makes him overrated. <laughs> what are you talking because about? You, he still slays this album. He still plays the drums fucking fantastic fine. in this album. Yeah, he's good. No, he is good. He's he fine. Is very oh, good. my fucking. What do you mean he's fine? He's I not just said fucking he's very, fine. I, and even I corrected Dream myself and I said I do, very good. I do think Dream Theater's boring and whatever, but come on, dude. To act like Dream Theater's not fucking amazing. And you listen like, holy shit, you guys are really fucking good. Come it's on. so fucking That's boring. That's silly boy talk. That's it's silly boring boy talk. prog music. Not even good prog music. A lot, of, a lot of prog, prog music, music is boring anyway. But yeah, you just, exactly. Just and silly. that's one of the bands. Dream Theater you, is one you, of those boring this, prog bands. You have this fucking weird heart on for Brooks. And Brooks is, is I don't know why. Is, is I don't not know even why like a, you have bizarre. this heart on for Mike Portnoy. I don't get this. Because he's better than You've Brooks, never, for oh sure. God. He's a okay, real musician. Brooks is just a punker that now plays kind of like metal music. Technically speaking, Mike Portnoy is the greatest, is the best drummer out of the three or four, I should say. But we'll get, we'll get, we'll get into it on the main episode. I don't want to talk about okay. too much about Brooks right now. I'll rank all the four. I'll, I'll rank the four drummers. I'll do it. I will too. It's easy, but we'll do it later. Um, <laughs> so five is 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 nightmare, which is I, a fucking nightmare. I will say, I will say, I like the song Fiction though. Okay. Because Fiction was a slower jam, but it had the shadow, M shadows and the rev. It was the final song that the Rev wrote before he died, and it was goofy and slow and dumb. But uh, it kind of like after you know doing the whole like Avenge thing this week hit a little bit hard, and I was like, kind of man, this like the sentimental value for this song was through the roof. That was cool. Yeah, I had like agree that, with you on that. It just it just meant something more because of like he died, and that was you know that was fun. Didn't well, playlist it. I would say but it's I enjoyed fun, it. but. Something Everybody dies, note. bro. Everybody dies. Everybody dies. No, you're right. Everybody dies. I'm right about that. All right, my number five is City of Evil, their third album from 2005. I think this album is extremely top heavy. After the first five six songs, man, it drops, drops significantly. Gets way. I mean, there's a lot of ballad stuff prior to this, but it just, it, it's forgettable. Honestly, it's forgettable. But then also the, what is it? The second and third song, it's Burn It Down and Blinded in Chains. Dude, it's the same song. Yeah. Like it literally, like 10 minutes the intro, the fucking thing. the intro is almost identical to one another. Unless you were really paying attention, you, you wouldn't know which song is which. Until it probably they reused got to the a lot of shit on this fucking they did. song, or this album. Yeah, no, you're right. I do agree with you on that. Um, but even still, you know, the, the first, like I said, the first five songs are just, they're pretty solid with some questionable moments, but pretty, pretty solid. Beast and the Harlot is my banger on this one. I've always liked that one. I love the harmonizing of the guitars. Of course, Backcountry is awesome. The, the opening where the only time he screams on the record and then yeah. just the drop into the solo. I love the guitar solo in this. It's so, it's so the way he, good. It does. And he, the way he bends those strings is just, it's perfect. It's fucking perfect. And I agree with you too. The Rev, the way he he sets up the this song where you know he, he's going fucking crazy and then he just drives the song for a few bars and then just drops into something fucking crazy and then drives the song again. He was a great songwriter. He definitely was a great songwriter. And that is a perfect example of it. Uh, but still, Beast in the Harlot is my, is my favorite song on the record. Absolute stinker though, Seize the Day. <laughs> to this day, I, I couldn't even get through this one. I got maybe a minute, minute and a half, and I was like, I just can't do this. It's not worth it. It's not worth my time. So I just, I had to skip it. It's such a bad song. And it was a single. It was a bad, bad ballad single. 
So yeah, my number, my number five. Oh, oh, something about this record too that I, I thought was, was kind of crazy. So they played Ozfest in 2006, which you and I went to Ozfest in 2006. I don't remember seeing them. Do you? I don't remember seeing them either. And I would have fucking, we would have loved watching them. Cause I've never era. seen this band. I've never seen Avenged Sevenfold ever. And I know you've seen them like maybe two or three times. I've seen them like seven times. But yeah, I've, I don't remember watching them at, in 2006. But anyway. Um, <laughs> you know what's funny is I've seen them seven times and each time I fucking did not want to be there. But I enjoyed <laughs> watching Backcountry. The only song. You're there for over an hour and that was the only song you enjoyed. Yeah. Um, but also that year in 2006, they um, they won the MTV Best New Artist at the Video Music Awards. Um, and they beat out Rihanna, Chris Brown, Panic at the Disco, Angels and Airwaves, and James Blunt. Like, I get beating out Angels and Airwaves. But James Blunt was fucking huge. Panic at the Disco had blown up. And then to beat Chris Brown and Rihanna, especially Rihanna, they won Best New Artist over Rihanna. And that, I couldn't believe it. That wasn't, that's insane. Well, you shouldn't, you shouldn't, couldn't believe it because they're not a, a new artist. That's, well, that too. Stupid, okay. That's okay. Fair. But, that, but they, I think, I think these award shows base it off of major label release, not, it's like yeah. AFI. AFI won like Best New Artist Award for Sing the Sorrow, but that was like their sixth album. No, well, because that was the first new artist too, and they had been around for almost a decade. That's there you go. That's true too. But the video, like the video, was made these guys like crazy fucking popular with yeah. the song. Like that, you know, it's yeah. Come on, yeah, you're right. You're right. Come on, come on. See, I just wanted to come throw on. that that one out there because I just they beat Rihanna, who's you know one of the biggest pop stars. Of all time, you know, she's up there, at least top fifteen, I'd say. Well, like I don't know. Again, I I, I really do attribute like the success of, um, honestly, like this group even, to to that video for Backcountry. This was like the the resurgence of eighties glam aesthetic, but not the horribleness of the music. This was hard rock for people that don't like listen to hard rock, kind of. And there was a lot of there was a lot of like comparisons to. Uh, What's that fucking movie? Fear and Loathing. Just yeah, very, there's a it, lot of fear and loathing in so there. So it's I know, the video was really good. It was it was cool and I, I I get it. I'm happy that they won Best New Artist, even though they weren't a new artist. Very true. So I don't know, whatever. I don't know, Jerry. Whatever. Okay. All right, so City of Evil is my uh my number five. What do you got for number four? I guess we're also good on continuing from City of Evil. Number four for me is the stage. <laughs> the Okay stage um the stages i i will say that the addition of brooks brought back kind of like the punk to event sevenfold brooks mm-hmm. plays metal music like a punker and it's great i love it it's it's diverse it adds a lot of depth to the songs um i think this album is fun the songs are heavy and sort of sort of complex but they never get too serious and they never embrace the goofiness of it and event sevenfold are goofy to goofy to a fault um, it does get serious, but it balances well with a little bit of goofiness here and there. But I don't think they they embrace the goofiness. It's also incredibly fucking long too, even longer than like normal, of long event sevenfold albums. It's pretty long. It's just and then you God, throw the, dude. the deluxe version. It's fucking silly. It's fucking silly, and it's not mm-hmm. even 
I don't know, like, like like the newest album that we'll get, our album of the week, like that's a long album too, but it never feels long. It almost feels no. like it almost feels short in a way. It does. It's not long enough. Yeah, like I I want I want more. Um, I don't know. The opener for this one was great. The the, the I don't know, drops in really ignites Avenged as, as a different sort of metal band, right? It's like a the second stage of Avenged where I think like the Mike era and that other drummer which I forgot his name Aaron, Aaron, those, but it's not Aaron like A A R O N boring. No, Aaron. It's A R I N. Yeah, I, I kind of maybe Irene. Is it Irene? I'm just gonna say Aaron. Because Aaron's such a boring Aaron. name. Yeah, Aaron or Hank or Jeff—they're just fucking boring names. Um, I don't know. This is this is a cool like re, re reignition, reigniting of the band into a, like a second stage, and and I dig. I like it. I think this is the best stage of them because what'll give us them the week, whatever. But uh, yeah, the stage. I still I still wouldn't buy this on the vinyls. I I still would never go back to this. Um, we're probably at like a. I'd probably do like a one. Point two on this one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. stupid. That's that's okay. not stupid at all. <laughs> that's honestly that's fucking being. Uh, I'm I'm in a good mood, so I'm, I'm being a little, a little over ambitious in, in my gradings. <laughs> my gradings. Um, okay, so my my number four is sounding the seventh trumpet. Oh, for their first album from O three. I really thought I liked this album more. I really, I really did. It's solid, solid metalcore with a lot of thrash thrown in there. Um, no ripping solos yet because uh, your boy Sinister Gates has not joined the band yet. With two Ys? <laughs> the names, man, which we'll get into later. God, I love the Ys. Um, the Ys are my favorite part. Oh, my God, it's so stupid. Um, <laughs> this is just a good, a, a good fun, fast aggressive record ton of screaming a little bit of singing but it's pretty one-dimensional and that's fine it really is fine um but i i I honestly don't have anything bad to say about sounding the the seventh trumpet i like kind of the rawness of it um i also do enjoy that a lot of people gave this like a one star one out of five like people like some critics just pan this record i'm like dude you I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. This is like a solid, solid metalcore record from a band band's first record that took a week to record and only two thousand dollars to to make, you know. And the Rev recorded all of his drum parts in one take. He did the whole fucking record in one take. That's impressive. What the fuck? So it's, I don't know. Sounding yeah, no, I, I get it. There's there's not a lot of creativity in this record from the Rev, but here. it's still solid. It's still solid. Um, record anything my banger, in one take is always solid. Yeah, for sure. Go ahead. It's impressive. Uh, and my, my banger is Darkness Surrounding. It's kind of one of, the, one of the more standout songs. And I would get this on vinyl. Everything from here on out, I would get on vinyl. But wow, it would have to be pretty cheap. Pretty, pretty cheap for me to get this one and the next two. So Are, are you on? Oh, because you already have I'm one on, of them. I already have one of them. So. Okay, gotcha. So that's my number four, Sounding the Seventh Trumpet. And uh, what do you got for uh, number three? Sounding the Seventh Trumpet, dude. Okay, dude. Well, what uh, what elevated this record a little bit higher for me than, than a lot of contemporary metalcore from this era was this band's ability to go in and out of various genres. And I like, I like here, you can hear punk. You can hear these guys play kind of like OC hardcore and then go into punk and then thrash. 
and then get a little bit, uh, I don't know, faster and chuggier. So mm-hmm. they're kind of capturing like everybody. They have the punker crowd here. They kind of have like the, the speed metal heads that are just judging these guys. You guys aren't as good as Dream Theater. And so they kind of get everybody. <laughs> and Shadows doesn't sing all that much. And when he does, it's kind of annoying. But it's it's kind of like them them growls, right? And I, yeah. I like the growls. I do. There's... They're stupid. <laughs> yeah, they are. They're fucking stupid, and I, I, I like them, and I dig them. They're, they're, they're endearing. I guess is the best word. They're endearing. They're a time and place, and this is their first album, dude. Two thousand one, right? So, this is three. Three? Oh no, you're right. Two thousand one. Two thousand one. Leg in the fall. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Forgotten faces. That's my favorite song. I, I thought this was just all around great song. It goes from slow to fast and back and forth. Shadow sings very little on it. And it, but like when he does, it goes with the song and the rev slays. There are a lot of drum parts here that are just incredibly tight, but also silly. Like you can tell that he's just having fun and playing around mm-hmm. before he gets really, really good. So uh, that was your number. Sounding the seventh trumpet was your number three. That's my number three. My uh, my three is Waking the Fallen, second album. And, uh, you know, this is where they, they refined, I feel like they refined everything that they did on, on, on trumpet. They, they still kept up with the thrash stuff. They dropped into some heavier stuff, like, uh, like Pantera almost sounding, um, some during some of the heavy parts. Yeah. There's a little bit more melodically like vocally, which sucks cause he's not a good singer never has been. And, but it's okay. The the music makes up for it. The rev makes up for it. Overall, the songwriting's a little bit stronger on here. For a long time too, I've I've really liked the seventh trumpet more than Waking the Fallen. But I don't know something about this week just made me appreciate Waking the Fallen more. And um, it's just it's a more cohesive record. I think having uh, your boy Sinister in the band really helped too with uh, with the leads, more solos, more ripping solos, which help a lot. Even though they're over the top, it's still it does help. Um, my banger, Eternal Rest. I mean, it starts off just ripping, just ripping with that that kind of just wailing guitar, and then it just immediately slows down to the heavy, chugging kind of guitar. It's just, it's a solid fucking song that takes you places. So yeah, banger is Eternal Rest, and uh, my number three is Waking the Fallen. So what do you got for number two? Number two, Waking the Fallen for me. I uh, I don't I don't have like a lot of history with um with these albums so I don't this is kind of like it's kind of like my first time really listening to them in their entirety actually I I did think this was one hundred percent heavier than Seventh Trumpet I I think Shadow sang better on this one because he wasn't singing like a professional singer I think on on Seventh Trumpet he was trying to sing. Mm-hmm. On this one, he's singing just like a dude in the metalcore band. Like he kind of knew his place a little bit more. There's more singing on this one, but it's more like he knows his place, and he's not taking lessons yet. Makes so sense. he's not up his own ass. There's a lot more soloing on this one, and it makes sense. And the solos are pretty goddamn solid. My only <laughs> gripe, again, is that it's it's length. It's seventy fucking minutes long. I think if they trimmed off thirty minutes, Dave, you'd have like a damn near. album here I would agree with you on that these albums are way too long long. except for the new one but there's a lot of bangers uh, so like I just wrote down a bunch of bangers that I really really like to see I don't know because you probably know them more than I do because I only heard them once but Reminiscence that song was fucking rad 
playlist. I think it's it reminiscence. I think it's reminiscence. I spelled it specifically oh. as reminiscence. Got to okay. go back and look at it because it's stupid spelling. That's even a word. <laughs> I'm like <laughs> not like seventy. It. I'm like seventy percent sure it's reminiscence. Okay, I okay, that's fine. I'm I'm not super super familiar with this record, by the way. Okay, second heartbeat. I I wrote that one down as an, also a banger. I playlisted that one, and then Radiant mm-hmm. Eclipse. That was my biggest banger because I loved how this one dropped into like the heavier, chuggier parts. Because this album has a lot of like you said, like Pantera chugs. They're fucking yeah. like deep. They get down in there. I like it. But I would never you buy know. this on the vinyl because I'm not sitting through seventy fucking minutes of this. <laughs> Like I said, I I mean at this point, if it was cheap, if if it was like fifteen bucks, I'd pick it up. Like trumpet, trumpet, and uh, and waking the fallen, I'd pay like fifteen bucks for. It is reminiscence, by the way. I just is reminiscence. Right oh, okay, Th- this well. is an album that like if if it was cheap at Nichols, like ten bucks or something, I'd buy it, knowing that I'll listen to it a couple times and then purge it eventually. And I but but I would be happy borrowing it for like ten minutes. You know, I'm blasting it on my speakers, obnoxiously loud, and enjoying it. I'll, I'll get ten. I'll get ten good dollars out of this. It's just so funny how we listen to music nowadays and how we view music in the last, since we started collecting. Honestly, how much we spend on music that we don't have to. That's true too. But it's good to support to support the bands to support local business. I mean, so I don't supporting local business more than the band because it's, it's used. <laughs> well, there's that. Well, for you, yeah, I, I tend to buy more new than you do. You love buying new. Well, because I want to support Amazon, the band, and I like Target, a lot. I also yeah. like a lot more new music than you do, because you're that's, stuck in the past. Well, I know, all on there, dude. Well, that's, that's, that's true, dude. Well, that's just because all of your old bands that you listen to are finally getting represses, and that's why you're buying new. So, <laughs> well, that's well, hold not true, on dude. There. Hold on there, dude. That's not true, dude. Well, all right, my uh, my number two is the stage seventh record from 2016. First one to feature Brooks Wackerman on drums. Oh my God. Dude, I don't know what your what your issue is with Brooks. He is an incredible drummer. I would he's, say he's 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 like he's a great studio musician. He's I think he's a tighter drummer than Josh Freeze. And I love Josh Freeze. One of my favorite drummers ever. But he's a tighter drummer than Josh. And I feel like that's why he fits this band. He has that tightness that the Rev did. He doesn't have I'd say he has about the same amount of chops as the Rev. It's just their songwriting styles are different. The Rev is more, I felt like he was more of a straightforward songwriter. Didn't want to experiment too much. But the, t- but the moment you get to this album, the stage, like it's prog metal. Like a That's lot of this, there's a lot nuts. of prog metal. I, a lot of it's prog metal. It's a complete opposite for me. I honestly think I don't, it's a complete I don't, opposite. No. I think Brooks does not experiment whatsoever. He's like, I disagree. He is like, he is like Josh Freeze. He sticks to like the same old, the same old template. And there's I, songs I disagree. On here, no, no, we'll get into it at the, at the other at, in, in the main episode. But like the most proggiest of songs, he's the worst. He's the weakest member of the most mm. proggiest songs on the album because he doesn't want to experiment. <sighs> no, I, I damn dude, I don't agree with you at all on that. He's I think he has great, some. Dude. He has he's, some. He's good. I don't, he's good. He has some. He has better parts on the new record, but on the stage, there's some great stuff on here. Some great footwork. Shit that, you know, the, the Rev was, he had a really good, you know, double pedal thing going on, but it was more one dimensional. There's a lot like weirder little things that, that Brooks does with his feet than the Rev did. Um, I think his, 
the way Brooks plays, he's he's a much more open sounding drummer than than the Rev was. Like he lets the other guys breathe, and it's not just like this wall of sound, which I understand isn't all the Rev, but Brooks is. It's because he's not put in into band. the music. He but he is in the band. He's he an doesn't have a of the band, band to call a band home the way the Rev did, and it's not entirely fair because the Rev died super fair. early. So it's 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 tough to like compare the two. But honestly, Brooks doesn't have a band to call home. He just doesn't. That's and that's fine. Who cares? That's fine. And that's but that's 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 why I don't think that we've heard the best of Brooks. I I think he's done some he did some really cool stuff on the new record. But he's always joining bands that have already but done he's not, great things. But it, like the old like his the one consistent band he was in for like fifteen almost twenty years was Bad Religion, and that was the worst era. Okay, of the but worst I'm just saying. Band. He he has been consistent, much like Josh Freeze has. Consistent with the Vandals and Devo, but then he did a lot of side stuff with Offspring, Sublime, so on and so forth. Much like Brooks did. Brooks with, you know, Tenacious D and well, the he Vandals. Only played, and, he, didn't, he didn't write any parts for, for Pick of Destiny. He only played it live. That's true. No, you're right. But I think he played drums on the on the on the first record, didn't he? No. He he only Dave played play he only played drums with with on Was one of the EPs live? and then when they did the tour for, for Pick of Destiny. But 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 butts are for pooping. Butts are for pooping. But yeah. here's why I think Brooks is a punk drummer who just happens to like be really good at also playing like metal music. Because one, he played on Freedom, Suicidal's Freedom album that yeah. we both Great fucking record. love was was Psychovision. Killed it. Yeah. That's a that's a that's essentially like a metal band playing punk music, but that's like the year two thousand. And they're kind of, you know, they've already been established, so that's tough. But then he played on Look What I Almost Stepped In by the Vandals. That is their most yeah. fucking metal drumming sounding record that they've ever done. Your favorite song is from that album. And it then, is. Like yeah. nobody can do it that way. He's a punk drummer that just also happens to play like pretty good metal music. But I don't think mm-hmm. he's he's historic at either of them. Not because I don't think he's like the greatest. I just don't think he's had a, he's had a band to call home yet. And again, dude, the bad religion thing, that two thousand era of bad religion. It's not Ugh. the greatest. Yeah, I Ugh. agree. It's not. It's not. Fuck me. But I think I think at this point, you're just kind of splitting hairs with Brooks. Because it's I just so hard I, to talk shit on the guy. It's so hard to talk shit on the guy. So you're trying to find ways. You're trying to nitpick things about the guy. I will never, I will never talk shit on Brooks. But I would never. Like, like if the conversation of like best punk drummers came up, I don't think I would ever put him. He would never come to mind. I wouldn't. No, I agree. I, w- I wouldn't either. I would put... I would put, you know, Josh Free, Smelly, above, above Brooks. Brooks would be, I think Brooks would be a, a solid three. Number three. <laughs> That's even like, I was thinking like 15. Who's, okay, wh- what other punk, who, I mean, yeah, what other punk drummers? Your are you, boy are you Dave Grohl's a punk drummer. Uh, no, he's not. Dude, he plays Come punk on. music better than Brooks does. No, to he think, doesn't. No, yes, I he does. Brooks, Brooks literally consider, played uh, on the Pick of Destiny tour, which you brought up, and Dave Grohl just did it better. That's not a punk band, though. Well, he brought it up. Well, you brought up Dave Grohl, not me. Bill Stevenson would be better than him. Travis would be better no. than him. No, well, okay, Travis, okay, yeah. Fucking Trey okay, Cool, Dave from Tra- Green Day's better than, than fucking uh, nah. Brooks Blackman. Absolutely. I would disagree with you on Trey Cool. I disagree Absolutely. with you on Trey Cool. I've never, even, dude. Even even just being, even like just playing like a, like a waltz in punk music. I, from what I've heard Brooks do, I've never heard Brooks do that. Just a three count: one, two, three; one, two, three; yeah. one, two, three. Trey does that constantly, in and out. Okay, one trick pony, baby. 
Um, just kidding. There, dude. I'm totally, oh, I'm totally kidding. <laughs> totally <laughs> kidding. Because I do love Trey Cool too. But I, I mean that that's a hard sell. Okay, Trey Cool. Okay, top three. Yeah. But Brooks is okay. Brooks is top five. Then let's just say Brooks is top five. I'm not gonna say. I would. That. I'm not. Gonna I'm, say I'm saying it because I'm right. But anyway, this is an argument for the main episode. Okay. So let's let's move on. The stage. My my banger is Sunny Disposition. That's a weird trippy song with the horns and all that kind of shit. Um, stage number two. Buy this on vinyl. Probably spend at most twenty five bucks on it. I like this record. I like this record when it came out too. I really really enjoyed this record. We actually got um, a copy of this in the store. Did you really? Like, yeah, not that long ago. Maybe like a month ago. I wonder and if it's still there. I think somebody bought it. Probably. I don't remember seeing it. I used to see it all the time. I used to see it all the time, but I never, it never dropped below 30 bucks. I think so we I had it for it. like 20 to 30. Well, I'd probably get it. I'd probably get it. So obviously our number one, their best record is Life is But a Dream. It's not which even we'll fucking get into. close. That this is their best record, to be <laughs> I honest. Know. I can't wait to get into it. So, uh, yeah. So that's all, all we have for this, this rankings episode. Uh, listen to the main one where we get into that, the new Avenged Sevenfold record. So that's it. That's all. Chibacca.